Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast today we begin our sixth ever director spotlight we've done wes we've done christopher nolan we've done greta gerwig we've done martin scorsese we've done david fincher and now in anticipation of his new film coming christmas day michael mann is next up on the docket um in anticipation Yeah, the man, Michael Mann. In anticipation of Ferrari, we'll be discussing five Michael Mann movies, and it begins today with Thief. It premiered March 27th, 1981. The uh, screen story and screenplay were both by Michael Mann, based on a book by Frank Hoemer, and directed by Michael Mann. I am Colton Robertson. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Now, this was a first viewing, not just a first viewing of this film, mm-hmm. but a first viewing of any Michael Mann movie period for you here, huh? Yeah. Yeah, completely. The only one that I have viewed at all in my life was Miami Vice, and my dad was watching it it just in a living room already, and I came in near, I don't even know when, but I only sat in for like five minutes. Right. Um, so that's the only one that I have any recollection at all um, of. And so even Miami Vice, I know basically zero, uh, but this right. one was completely fresh. Um, haven't even really heard much of it, mm. I think, even even before. Usually if it's one of the movies on here, I'll, I'll like have heard some stuff, seen some clips somewhere right. over the time. But no, this one was I was would all just... say that as of yet, save for maybe a couple of the Wes Anderson movies, this is probably our deepest cut yet. In terms yeah. of like oh, a, a little really? bit more of a little bit more of a niche uh, film okay. that you know I'd be I'd be willing to like my dad had never heard of the movie Thief. Uh, he loves James Caan. You know that's one of one of his favorite actors. So like, hey, R.I.P. Wow. By the way. Um, but uh, well, Sunny was he Sunny? Yeah. Sunny Corleone. Yes. I think I I out loud. Um, at the end of the movie, it was like you better go get him, Sonny. I like I, yeah. I called him Sonny yeah. in that moment, but uh, my dad is the opposite. He, um, I told him we I just watched this and we're covering. He goes, "Oh, I loved that movie. I I had the vinyl. He had the vinyl. Oh, um, literally. Um, and I I was before he even said this, I was going on a a scour scavenger hunt across the internet to try to find this vinyl, and it, it immediately pulled up on on Spotify, and I'm like, oh. This is the fastest ad I've ever had. G- can't listen to it. It's grayed out. Not available. And I'm like, okay, whatever. I, I have Apple Music still. My family also has iPhones. I have that login. Let me see. It's on yeah. there, but you can only preview it. It's not the full songs. It's only a minute and 30 seconds of each song. I'm pissed. I'm and pissed. And this, even this YouTube version, it's not even the – it's it's a lot of – it's not even – I don't know. It's different, but it's good. It's good enough. 
I'm okay. I'm just pissed that my dad sold all of his vinyls. Yeah, um, right. You're like, was you had the thief that. soundtrack and you gave yep. it away. Yeah, that's a, that's obviously mm-hmm. something you've you've come away from this in the brief discussion mm-hmm. we've had prior to the pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You enjoyed the score quite a bit, huh? I did. I usually don't notice it in movies at all, um, unless it. I don't know. I noticed it in movie like Tron. I mean, that's that's one of my all time goats right there. Interstellar. I noticed it. Um, a lot of you know Star Wars and big iconic soundtracks. It's pretty noticeable. Um, but this one, this one was was kind of similar to like a Clockwork Orange in the way I like it. Um, it just felt like it it gave the movie this uh, different and sort of feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I, I I liked it. I guess. Maybe the people in the eighties didn't rather enjoy it, um, but I, I definitely did. Uh, one, you know, at the Razzies, was nominated for worst movie soundtrack. And Damn shame! Damn shame! Yeah, yeah I and, can't and, imagine that being the case. You know, I mean, it was by Tangerine Dream, who's uh, you know, there's a little bit of a, mm. you know, back and forth there in terms of quality under Tangerine Dream's uh, belt, but I, I. See, for me, I didn't have, I didn't have any feelings one way or another about this score. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't love it. I certainly wasn't like, well, this is one of the worst. This, this deserved a Razzie. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, uh, and it didn't, it didn't win the Razzie. It was nominated for the Razzie. So that's important. Um, fair enough. But, uh, yeah, now I, I have a great time with this movie. This was a second viewing for me. I watched it a couple months back after, uh, I went on a little Michael Mann streak for a second a couple months mm-hmm. back where i watched yeah, yeah. uh heat collateral and this and i don't remember the order particularly but uh this is the only of michael mann's films that is featured in the criterion collection and you know you know i fucks with the criterion collection so i was mm-hmm. like well this movie must have this movie must have something you know what i'm saying like uh the the whole idea for the criterion collection is preserving uh and you know cataloging film and preserving it for the future and if this is worth preserving which i think all art is but Mm -hmm. if if it's it's if it's in the ranks there it must be pretty solid so uh i watched it shamefully for the first time on my phone um oh no yeah yeah Mm. first first viewing was on my phone which uh i know i try not to do that i try not to do first viewings on my phone um Mm -hmm. but uh i did and i will say I loved the movie then. I watched it on that Criterion Collection Blu-ray on my TV, cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. I didn't realize just how good this movie was. And that's a rule I do have. If I do watch a movie for the first time on my phone, yeah. I do have to watch it on my TV. Okay. That's uh, because enough. if I came away not liking it, there's a really good chance I do actually if it's the way it's supposed to be seen. Um yeah. Yeah, this was not one of those. I do enjoy this movie yeah. a great deal. I think I know one movie that stands out like a sore thumb that I saw in a shitty-ass copy that I downloaded it. I didn't give a shit about the movie, so this is why. It was Morbius, um, <laughs> and I saw it. it. It was terrible quality just on a copy of it. I don't think I'll watch that movie again and then be like, oh, now I get it. Yeah, you know, no. I'm, I'm pretty sure my feelings will stay there. My um, only viewing of The Flash earlier this year was on that. It was was okay. one of those as well. Um, true, true. That, and I probably is. won't watch that again until um, we get to true. it in our yeah. comic book movie project. But uh, yeah. but this one. Yeah, no, and, and even so, watching it on my phone, 
it's obviously much more clear than a shitty copy. It's just there's just not a, there's just not the scale. You don't have the size. You don't have yeah. the screen. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not how a movie is supposed to be watched. And I understand that, but yeah. I do it anyway because I'm at work and I get hey. to do whatever the fuck I want. At but, least uh, you're watching the movie. You know, exactly. at least exactly. at least it is being watched. Exactly. But yeah, that's the thing is that FIFA. It's it's worth every ounce of your attention. It was a two. Two-hour movie. How do you feel about the pacing of this bad boy? Did it kind of fly by you, or was it a bit of a slow burn for you? I mean, I don't really think there's any time to sit with what's going I mean, this dude is just on to the next thing. Yeah. Like, his life never slows down. I think, like, the only time it does slow down is probably with Jesse. A few moments, like, you have... The diner scene, which is incredible. That's a, probably that's a the nice longest movie. scene in the movie. Oh, also, that one that goes. Was, was awesome. That's uh, my James, favorite scene of this movie. Is um, it Con or Can? I've always James, said James Con. James Con. Okay, um, that that looks right. I'd imagine so. Uh, but James Con, he uh, he's he was very proud of this scene. Um, in the in the trivia, he he said, I don't know, he was this was his favorite scene that he filmed in the whole movie. And I, I see. I mean, it was. Just incre- like an incredible oh. piece of character work for both of them. Absolutely. Um, and the, I, it's, it's the most crucial part of the movie. Without it, you lose all the heart of yeah. the main character, Frank, because mm-hmm. it's so crucial to understand him to even begin to like him because he does a lot of terribly unlikable shit. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. No. It says yeah. a lot of terribly unlikable shit, mm-hmm. but understanding where he he came from and sort of digging into that there with Tuesday Weld as uh, as Jesse there mm-hmm. absolutely and one of the most beautiful looking scenes in the movie i i there were so many moments that like i almost wish we were doing a live commentary of the film so that i could go mm. this shot right here i love this shot right here yeah. and then like that's all i'd really have to say you know like it's not like i can pick it apart and be like oh, and here's what's beautiful no this shot is fucking awesome this shot is yeah. fucking awesome this shot is fucking awesome but uh that scene the way we like ease into it there's uh this tracking shot of them entering the diner and walking all the way to their table and then the camera sits they set down and there's like a couple cuts you know back and forth but when they return mm-hmm. to that the depth of field sort of thing where the foreground is blurred and then it's them in mm. focus and then the lights in the background Ooh. are blurred. Ooh, God damn. Yeah, so it's beautiful to look at. It's the most important piece of character work in the movie. I had no doubt that it was my favorite scene. Uh, fucking yeah. brilliant. I, uh, I saw whenever I was on my watch, I put a scene that happened before this in there when it happened. And I'm like, oh, mm. that scene was awesome. I love it. I'll slide it in there. And then I'm about to put this one in, you know, this diner scene when it pops up and I see you got it. So I'm like, okay, um, fair enough. I think it is probably inarguably the most important and crucial scene to the movie. Mm. That's for sure. Like lays out his whole plan. You know, this is like, he's like, this is my life. This is what I want. Mm -hmm. Um, in his little picture, like, I think that's honestly, I think we should do more of that. You know, like, uh, obviously he's in prison, you know, he's, He's just it's his little yeah. vision board. He, you know? uh, yeah, it's his, it, that's awesome. I don't know. I don't. I, I. I've never really. I don't know. Seen someone like like carrying that around in your wallet, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. Being like, if someone ever asks you, like, what do you? What's what's your plan? What do you want to do? Just boom. You know, he's got skulls on it and shit. That's weird, but he does explain it. You know, and yeah. it does come around. I Wild think the dead a, people. Yeah, a pretty a pretty cool moment. Like uh, whenever, oh, what's his the his friend Oakla? in prison. Okla, yeah. Love Willie Nelson as Okla. 
Oh man, yeah. Whenever he passes away, and he's like, "Oh my, my son's born right whenever oh. you know Oklahoma passes." He's and like he doesn't Rumen say he doesn't say like that it's referring to the skulls or like that. I, I but he just he just sit there with them, and you know, like I don't know that that's it's called back to a lot, like that his dream mm. and everything. Oh and, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I thought I thought that that scene was incredible, but the. The one I, I did end up choosing before, and I, I don't think anything after it really hit me the same way. Uh, there were some cool, cool scenes, but I, I really loved uh, Frank and Leo's first interaction. Oh. Um, he's he's going up. He just shook down that guy at the uh, plating. Um, yeah, that company. plating company office. What, yeah. yeah, whatever that guy is. Another um, beautiful but, piece of imagery oh, there with the them office. in the office, Dude, and yes, the bridge in the, the background. Going, and, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you can see cars going all along, mm. and he takes the chair, puts it on the side, and everything. And dude but, hasn't uh, looked up yet, and he looks yeah. up, and he's like, "Wait, what the fuck is this?" You know, like, <laughs> what are you doing, dog? But uh, no, he's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you three hours. We'll set up a meet, and uh, the meet is." Uh, is my seat is good whenever he shows up there and and like at first i'm like oh shit they're gonna shoot at this guy you know like they want to whack him you know like the end and i think leo is like trying to keep him there you know like i didn't know if he was 100 percent sincere and being like i want to talk business with you i want to be a hmm. business partner you know i thought it was like i'm just trying to get you to stand still uh so if my right, guy's a right. clean shot and we want to take it you can take it right and and then it actually you know i think like he puts his leg like up on the car and like mm-hmm. over his body. And I'm like, Oh, like it seems like, you know, that's just kind of his way of being like, don't shoot the guy. We're getting yeah. somewhere. Like this conversation's going well. There's a lot um, of that little subtle yeah. references throughout the movie that I mm-hmm. really, really appreciate. But wow. that scene again, like there's not a, there's not a dull looking moment in this movie. You could point to any still in the, in the fucking, in the movie and you will be satisfied. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I yeah. mean the city in the background, the water, the bridge, uh the the way that he utilizes Michael Mann as a visual storyteller like reflections and yeah. you know uh dude yeah, I yeah. loved it. I loved he, that shit. I mean it um, it was like there it was so surprising on because it's not the happiest movie, you know, no, like it's and, and like I usually I um associate like good visuals with like a good time in a movie usually or I don't know, like mm-hmm. like we were we were talking about how like it kind of mirrors Wes Anderson a little bit or Wes was inspired by Michael Mann a little bit and, and I'm like, what? At first I'm like, what dude? I'm like, in what way? Because I'm you know, Wes all colorful, vibrant, yeah. very clean. But and then you sent me some just some stills and I'm like, oh no, I I see no, it. There's, there's, like, there's I, yeah, an influence like, there. And there yeah. will continue to be an influence there. And I would have never picked it up had it was recently. I, I can't remember if it was at Cannes or the Venice Film Festival, but it was when he was uh, putting on the premiere for Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. Um, and yeah. he mentions that Michael Mann has been a big influence on him. Spike Lee was a big influence on him. Um, mm. And so, like, I never would have put together the Michael Mann thing. Um, until he said that like that's and then once you start looking for it it's pretty evident like that shot i was talking about in the diner like it's perfect because it's not like it's it's not a shaky cam it's very clearly on like a dolly and it's clearly being rolled right down and then it comes to a stop and it's just it's it's very very well done you know and there there are obvious differences wes that's why it's an influence and not 
not a carbon copy. You know, yeah. it's not like he's trying to be Michael Mann. He's trying to take what he likes from Michael Mann and expand on it. Um, that's that's the crazy thing is that like if West didn't bring it up, I mean, there's there's no way I'm even coming close to making that mm-hmm. realization. And it's like it just kind of goes to show like the the different ways that people watch movies like you know i Mm. bet a filmmaker or someone who is like a director or cinematographer like that's the shit they focus on you know like that or maybe not totally but they'll be like oh wow but it'll stand out to them even more evidently yeah um and i don't know it'll be interesting to see like in his his next movies if there's if Mm. it continues you know yeah i haven't i haven't seen manhunter but i have seen heat and there's a few Mm. shots like in my head where i'm like oh yeah no oh, for sure cool. you know uh but uh cool. wow no nah, th- there's there's some gorgeous gorgeous imagery in this movie you know mm-hmm. i think that uh something you know i i think it clearly influenced wes another filmmaker that we have also d- discussed who i think this film specifically has a massive influence on is david fincher um mm-hmm. david fincher i I, I I felt like I was watching basically a David Fincher movie. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I mean, a lot a lot of similarities to the killer. I think it goes on to influence Matt Reeves with the Batman. I think there's a lot of that there. You know, um, there, like that literal setting in that office where um he scoots the chair onto the side of the desk and you got the window above and there's action going on outside i thought of that scene from the batman where he's in the room with zoe kravitz his Catwoman, and like a train goes by outside and you can see it in the background it's like a high window and it's like okay so you know I, there's no way of telling if that's like a, a direct homage to this scene in thief or anything by matt reeves but like it's uh it's bled through in a way this visual sensibility that michael mann has where i think Matt Reeves is more obviously influenced by David Fincher, but I think David Fincher is more obviously influenced by Michael Mann, you know, and it just keeps, you know, the lineage passes on and stuff, you know, I do have to get it in my mind that this is 81 that Mm. we're talking about Uh, a lot of the other, I guess, like spotlights that we've done. They don't usually go back that far, right? I guess what was probably that was 95. Yeah, this is the oldest movie for a spotlight we've done yet. Because then the prestige, I mean, that's the two thousand. Oh, six Fight Clubs, ninety eight, ninety nine, um, yeah. ninety nine. Um, King of Comedy. Yeah, this is definitely. When was King oh eighty two? Okay, eighty two. So, so still, so Scorsese would have been close in after hours. So that's more in the in the the time period, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's where I got to get my my head around. But no, I and I guess I, like the reason I was bringing that up is the the score. Um. I just am a big fan of '80s music and synth- anything synthy. I love mm, so I, maybe maybe that's why I was drawn to it. And like now that you like, there was an award, or I think it actually won this award at the Stinky Awards, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> it was the most intrusive music score um, instead of just like worst musical score. I don't think the music yeah. itself is bad, but I could see at some points where oh, it, it just kind of. Like yeah, it's, but but I loved it. I thought it was like, oh, I'm I'm fucking in the '80s, man. I was oh, like, oh no, and I I kind of take it to be sort of there. There are extended periods of time in this movie where nobody speaks, and yeah. it becomes sort of this fantasia of beautiful imagery along with music to go with it. And I think that's I think it's yeah. an excellent choice. Like specifically the L.A. job, like that heist where oh, they they hardly speak. And they light the fucking, they light the fucking stick and it's melting and it's shooting sparks and there's smoke and the guys spraying yeah. the fire hydrant. Like 
there is nothing said in that scene for the most part. And it ends with him just sitting back and like being like, fuck yeah, we did that shit. Yeah. It it was a very close contender for my favorite scene in the movie, simply for the fact that it, it got so much across without saying a fucking thing. Um, and it took up a good seven, eight minutes of screen time and I was glued, you know, um, like it's, the, it's even the, the opening, the opening yes. just job that's going on, you know, there's, you don't have anything. You're just like, oh shit. Okay. We're getting some, we're in. this looks pretty clean, pretty planned, pretty well executed here, you know? And then, right. and then he just walks along, you know, he's just taking a walk along the like waterfront, stops mm-hmm. by a guy fishing, calls him captain. That's like the first words that are spoken is like, What's up? You know, or I think he calls him yep. Captain, something like that. I don't know, but it's yeah, like, it, yeah, it's definitely something like, like that. At first, I'm like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "I was like, wait, what the shit? We just got done with some heist, and then now we're he's going out giving this dude a Danish, just chilling, you know, having a good morning, and then he goes to a, a fucking his car. You know, he owns a car dealership, whatever. He's a car salesman. It's like, okay, I'm like, what is like? I was so confused at the beginning, but. Not necessarily, like, I was glu- I was glued, though. Like, it was just so visually amazing. Like, that whole first sequence was awesome. Um, like, parking the cars down in the parking garage, getting the oh, yeah. cars out. Like, yeah, very, every, very every fun piece thing. of trivia yeah. about that first, that first heist okay. is that uh, that's a real vault that was purchased for $10,000 specifically so that James Conn could break into it. Damn. They using really... real real tools and techniques supplied by an actual thief who was a consultant on the film. Tutorial. Um, well, I yep. guess they didn't really say what model that safe right, was. They right. did say the next, the big kahuna, you know. Um, I don't even know if that's a real safe company. They could have just made that up completely, right, I guess. Right. Um, but wow, he actually just, a real thief, you said, was like, they, they were like, hey, how would we do this shit? And like, they're like, all right, yeah, sure. We'll. we'll yeah, they said there's a consultant. It says there's a consultant on the film, who wow. was, uh, who was a huh. former thief, um, reformed. Yeah, was like, you know, I guess be- I guess those people exist. You know, like they they did their time. They're out and they're just living a normal life now. And what were huge ass criminals? That's like that's kind of crazy. That mm-hmm. is nuts. Um, man, but the. The, I, I love the, like how this, it, it, it had a mob boss or like mob kind of feel, feel to it, but it's not mm. the same. It's, it, it is a little bit different. This is just straight crime. There's no like, uh, yeah. territory game. There's no, I don't know, no, not like, oh, Timmy John, uh, offended my guy. I gotta, I gotta whack him now because he's, he's saying the wrong thing. Fuck my wife, it, you know? Yeah, no, it's literally just like, hey, we, uh, there's, there's five alarms. We need him jammed. He's like, how are you gonna, or how, how are we gonna do this? It's like, all right, this is how we're, like, it's, they're so quick about it. Like everything that's planned, it's like, I'll take care of it. I got it. And this is no repeating. Like no one repeats themselves. Everyone is like just so confident in what they can do. Mm. Uh, I'm sp- like, specifically, I'm thinking of the, when they're up on the rooftop with all the blueprints, yeah, yeah. looking at the building, another beautiful um, series of imagery yeah. there, and 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 like just the what's it? Yeah, Leo, uh, played by Robert Prosky. 
Um, I thought he was just like he fit the bill, just like perfect. Oh yeah, spot fucking on. Um, you know, like I'll be your father. You know, if uh, I, I'll be, you you like my son, I give you whatever you need. You know, just mm. anything at all. Like that. That was in the the like meetup scene when they're when they're first talking to each other and you know just letting them know you know his his side of the business sort of thing and and like their relationship it it, it I thought like I I'm debating on going with Robert Prosky as Leo just because like for character just because like i thought he was the perfect stereo i don't know just kind of like crime boss oh yeah uh, it was a brilliant brilliant role like his monologue that he had um whenever like he got done killing who what his friend's name that was that was with him i think like his partner uh yeah is it barry barry yeah played by jim belushi okay then yeah like yeah barry gets you know he's dead and then they're at some where were they? Like what? Was that the plating factory or something that they put like his Probably body in? probably Dude, that's where that, my money's yeah, at. That was kind of cool. Like it was like like he he was all dazed and then he like just woke up there. You know Dude, like it, yeah. it, it like it, it was him passed out on the ground well, or whatever. And then the imagery of Leo standing over him upside down speaking mm-hmm. to him. Fucking oh. loved that. Another one that I felt was a very obvious influence on David Fincher uh, with Fight Club, uh, with Brad Pitt staring down at the guy over the top of the camera. You know, like, uh, there's a, yeah, no, it's, uh, this is, like I said, first time I watched it, I watched it on my phone and I really liked it. And I was like, this is really good. I fucking love this movie now. Like, this is, this is an absurdly good movie, man. It was, it, it, like, my expectations were I don't know what to expect. Right, it's right. Literally brand new for me. I have no idea. And I came out of it being like, oh, man, this soundtrack? One of my favorite just movie soundtracks, like, mm. of all time. I, I put top five, top top ten comfortably, I'd say. I, I right. notice it very heavily. Um, And then I'm like, like James Caan? Con, sorry. Um, right. I, I loved him in Godfather, but, like, I didn't really like. I love The Godfather. I love this way more, like than the God. Like I, I will comfortably say I put this above The Godfather any day. Um, and and either Sonny or Frank. I'm taking Frank. Um, right. Frank right. is he's he's in a very interesting character. Like to because like I was rooting for him at the you mm. know like I'm I'm yeah. fully rooting for this guy. Um, there's a little more. There's a little more of a nuance to Frank where you know anything he gets he earns. You know, like that is that is his bag. You know, when it came to Sonny Corleone, he was the oldest son. He was going to be handed the boss title after his dad was gone. Yeah. And that was kind of like and he carried himself like a, a gentleman who had it made and will always have it made. Like, that's why he was so volatile, grew up in the mob, the mob scenery, you know, like uh, and there's a fundamental difference between being the guy who is tertiary mob and the guy who is the successor to the to the crown basically Mm -hmm. you know like uh, i love the way that like you were saying this isn't a mob movie but it shows how even if like i think it puts on display more so than pretty much any other mob movie so succinctly just how fucking terrible it is to even kind of get involved because you do not have the power you know like uh no matter what you can't trust a fucking word this guy says Oh, yeah. He'll say all the right things and he'll get you to do what he needs you to do. But once you're in, you are fucking in, you know, yeah, um, even, yeah, there's, 
no getting out unless you do what Frank did. You know, yep. like that's that's the only choice you got at that point. But like it, I don't know. For me, it even felt like a, a little comic booky at some points. Like oh yeah, the, go into the the like toolsmith guy or whatever. You know, he's like. Hey, I'm cutting the, th- here's the blueprint. I'm cutting through, you know, I need, I need to get through it. What can you do? You know, he's on the phone while talking to somebody while he's like measure, he's literally like measuring the blueprint in the background. And then he's, you know, after the phone call, he's like, Hey, so what can you do? You know, like in that lit in the, the 30 mm-hmm. seconds I gave you to think about cutting through the most sophisticated safe in the world. What do you got for me? And he's like, give me a week. I got this. And it's like, yeah. it's, no, it's like or like um you're talking about like seven eight thousand degrees you're talking like uh you know or whatever he's like are you sure about this is it worth it no nah, it's worth it you know he's like oh it's definitely right. but like um daredevil going to that one dude to build his uh costume or whatever in like the netflix show or um i don't know it just it felt like a just like a side mission that a hero goes on um for some reason to me a little bit and Mm. and uh it's yeah even like when i'm just remembering scenes like almost every scene was was something it it, it was just a, the next piece to the story like i mean it was just moving bam bam oh yeah bam. no and it's it's very very succinct like it it tells it's and there is obvious time jumps that they don't even oh, dwell yeah. upon like we're just there and that's that you know uh okla getting out of prison Okla dying, them getting their kid, them, you know, like, uh, I feel like their relationship is developed really fast, but that's because it developed really fast for them. I don't think it was like a, I I don't think that was like a, well, we just got to cut something down. No, like this is, they, they went to that diner. He was like, will you be my, will you be my girl? Will you go steady with me essentially? And, and she was like, yeah. And they were married. Like that was it, you know? Um, let's cut the bullshit, you know, or whatever. Like I've, I've what do you, what do you got going on in your life? That's so great. You know? Yeah. Yeah, It's like, okay, man. I don't know. Like you could, yeah. No, there's a lot of shit that he says that is kind of, kind of shitty. Uh, and in, in a lot of cases, straight up shitty, not kind of shitty, but, uh, my quote comes from when they're, I think, Oh, when was this? I think they're. they're he was late to picking her up. So um, they're in the car on the way to the diner. Is this when he says? Yes. Um, yes. Let's see. Oh yeah. What What do you think I do? You know, you sell little fucking cars. That's what you do. And he says, I wear a hundred fifty dollars slacks. I wear silk shirts. I wear a hundred eighty or eight hundred dollars suits. A gold watch. I wear a perfect D flawless three carat ring. I change cars like other guys change their fucking shoes. That's that's the one line if I have to choose. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh man, I, I just I love the delivery of it too. Um, and and they're argue. Yeah, they're. Um, yeah, I told my. Oh yeah, I told my wife she's got. Yeah, this is literally them on the way to the diner. That's incredible. Um, yeah. But he says, um, "I'm now unmarried, so let's cut the mini moves and the bullshit and get get on with this big romance." Like, yeah. in the car, even before the diner, before, like, I guess I don't know how many dates they've been on before. He tells uh, Okla that, like, hey, I met this new girl. And I love how Okla's like, oh, so you're going to have kids with her and marry her. And he's like, yep. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, yep. Like, that's obviously the next. He's mm. just very planned well, out. Well, and there's this, uh, I, I almost went with the scene where he visits Okla in prison. Mm. Um, mostly because... Willie Nelson isn't much of an actor, but I think he does a really good job in this scene, and it's because he plays this uh, resigned 
figure really, mm. really well. The dude, okay. like, once you get to the revelation where he goes, I got angina something, something, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna live much longer. He plays that scene like a man who's, who's resigned himself to death. He knows he's gonna die. And all he can hope for is that the people he loves can help him, can help him die on the outside and can live their life happily. So there's this thing whenever he's talking to Okla and like, he's like, so you're gonna marry, you're gonna marry her. You're gonna have kids. You know, he's like, like, Uh... please tell me that's what's going to happen. And it's, it's from, I think it's from his tone. I see. That Frank's like, yes, like, yeah, if like, if almost like if that's what you need to hear, yes, that's what I'm going to do. But there's also, I think there's a blatant confidence in Frank that he's like, yeah, no, this is, this is the that's woman for plan. me. Like, yeah, he's yeah, like, like, in like, his uh, vision board, that's you, he tells mm-hmm. Jesse. You know, yeah, he's like, exactly. Like, so it's a blend of things, you know, I don't think it's just, uh, I don't think it's just he was trying to tell him what he wanted to hear. Okay. He, he truly yeah. believes it. But, uh, I do wow. think there's something with, uh, you know, his father figures in prison. He needs all the light he can get. Yes, I'm going to marry this girl, and yes, we're going to have kids, and so, and so on and so forth. Um, they have, did they have a thing in prison? Were they in prison together? Is that the idea? Okla? Like, is that how they know each other? Yeah. Um, Okla no, Okla taught... I, I, they might have met in prison initially, um, but he went away for thieving in the first place. Like he says, it was only like 40 bucks or something. That's what they caught him on. But, and then he got a manslaughter beef and it was another nine years. And so he was in there for 11 years. So that's interesting. I hadn't really considered whether I kind of took that to mean that when he was a young dude, Okla kind of introduced him to the game. They might have gone away together. Okla taught him everything he knew. Mm hmm. Okay. And that might be the case. I just don't see how it would be possible for him to teach him I everything mean, he knows from inside. It it felt, I don't know, it didn't feel like father son at all. Yeah. I, no, like, I mean like the closeness of the faces on the on the other side of the window and stuff. Maybe There's that a, is just him knowing he's on his way out and he's just getting very personal. I don't know, mm-hmm. but Frank was also very up close you know mm-hmm. like as well maybe it's just you you can't really hear each other well through i mean it might just be a literal you want to be yeah. private as well no there's um, an intimacy in that moment though that i i i clocked as well you know like i uh okla is constantly like looking at his lips as well like i i don't know if you caught that like he is like constantly looking up and down like eye contact lips eye contact lip like i mean like i don't know mm. I, and and the I guess, I don't know. I, I It just felt like there was something more there. And I thought, like, maybe they were in prison together. And they, like, mm, they were just, like, there was something they kept there. each other through it. You know, like, they both went through shit. You know, like, it's, I don't know. You just. Yeah, no, like, that's, that's my thing is that, uh, I don't mm. know. I think that there's a, I, there's got to be an intimacy that comes from being in prison together. When you are, I'm, I'm assuming, cause the way that I looked at it is that like he, you know, he explains, I grew up in the system, you know, mm-hmm. like there's, and that was another great revelation during this movie. Like whenever he's mm-hmm. like, he dropped a series of lines that were terrible, but then he was like, I grew up in the system and I did this. So I'm more than like, if you're not willing to give a child to people who will definitely cl- care, mm-hmm. then what the fuck are you doing? You know, like that scene was pretty awesome too. Like, mm. It, it was like it did start off like pretty bad, and it's like, oh, don't make a scene. But then it's like kind of like, 
Like he, I don't know, a little jet, uh, almost a little jet, like maybe not the best parents to give a kid to, you know? Like no, in actuality, no, that's the thing is that like, uh, they're not making, he's not making a good impression. Uh, but that's, yeah. that's where my, that's where my line comes in. Um, my line comes from when he visits Okla in prison mm-hmm. and Okla tells him lie to no one. If there's somebody close to you, you'll ruin it with a lie. If they're a stranger, who the fuck are they? You got to lie to them. Um, it and so from that point on, that he does nothing but straight shooting fucking from the hip honesty. So whenever he goes in there and like, it's not True. the right thing to say, but it is what he's like. He's mm. being honest about the way he feels like he's like, mm. this is I will take any kid. I will I will take anybody, you know, like this. And this is how I am. He's being bare bones, honest about who he is and mm-hmm. how he is, you know, like uh she asks about prison and if he, you know, oh, so you oversaw it. He's like, no, I, I was a convict. Like, uh, I, I was in jail. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's really, it's really interesting to watch this really complex individual kind of show love the way he knows how to. Yes. Yes. Um, it's like, it's obvious, like it's his way of showing love, but it's very, mm-hmm. um, brutish and very, uh, not, not gentle. It's not a gentle love, you know. No. It, it is very, very passionate. Um, but like even in the diner, uh, like she starts to pour creamer, you know, in her coffee, and he goes, "Oh, get get over, get get her some new creamer." You know, he's like, "It's fucking cottage cheese." Look, and at what's the, wrong? With it? It's cottage not, cheese. What the I'm fuck's not wrong? Giving with her it? cottage cheese cream. You know, it wasn't even yeah. for him, you know for him, and it's like it's like you know, you know, it's you're doing the right thing, but maybe not in the best light. You know? No, yeah, and that's that's what's really interesting about the character. He's he's not a he's by no means a simple man, you know. Like he's a very very complicated guy who who is overstating how simple things are to him, you know. Like uh Ooh, he's a much talking. more complicated individual than he lets on, you know. Um he doesn't know how to he he clearly doesn't know how to process his feelings in any capacity. Um, no, no, he does not. That was another cool piece of trivia I read that after Okla passes and the doctor tells him uh, the stare that he gives the mm. doctor, the doctor did not know uh, what was what was going to be said at all. He just knew he had to deliver the news. And like the, the act, apparently the actor actually got frightened a little bit uh, by this stare. Like he was like, am I about to be like, I thought he was about to punch him in the face. Like, honestly, yeah. I'm like this. I, I feel so sorry for this doctor. Well, right and there's now. this. uh there's that tone of uh, racism. Yeah, it's there. Obviously, he's not lying from a bit. Um, and, and also, this doctor handled that fucking horrendously. By the way, if my father figure dies, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the doctor comes out, he's like, "All right, who's his family?" And then I go, "Me," and he goes, "I'm sorry, he didn't make it. Is there anything I can do for you?" I'm going to ass down and be like, are you some fucking grand bedside manner there, homie? Um, yeah, yeah, that's, 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 I mean, mate, I don't know. I guess I gotta, no way they usually break it to you like that, right? Like, no, I mean, I, I think they, that they there was a, the I think there was an obvious degree of harshness that they were trying to get across here. And I don't okay. know whether that's because, uh, the gentleman who was the doctor knew he wasn't as, 
knew he wasn't actually blood related like so he okay. kind of underplayed their closeness and didn't think it really mattered or um like uh, it, it was an interesting choice and this this movie's chock full of interesting choices you know what i'm saying like and for the most part it, it knocks it out of the park and i think that james con really anchors that moment specifically with mm. that stare like if it's if it goes a different way that scene becomes bad but the way that he handles it it becomes a great scene you know like uh mm-hmm. yeah the, it, it, like you couldn't tell if he wanted to beat the shit out of the guy yell at him uh cry himself run mm-hmm. like i don't know it, it, you could just see like all the thoughts just like going oh in yeah his head, his like more so than any role james Conn has ever been in this is the one where i'm like this dude is a fucking actor you know what i'm saying dude. like he is oh, fucking God. good here yeah and and i almost uh i don't know i don't really think there is anyone that actually like is up to this like his performance in the movie there oh, everyone no. i think does a good job um, no yeah nobody i'm not pointing to anybody in this movie and going like damn they really they really got outshone here. No, everybody does fine. Uh, but yeah, he does but fucking phenomenally. Like, it's... Yeah. I think he... The more we talked about his character, too, the more... I'm like, no way I'm giving it to Leo. You know, like, the... Mm. Basically the villain of the movie, I yeah. guess. Um, He was cool and very, you know, a cool ant... Aunt, aunt, I don't know. Uh, just the other side of the story. Yeah, the antagonist of the film, you know. Like, whenever that switch happens, and he is Mm. having, he holds him in the plate, the plating factory, and he's like, uh, Mm. you know, uh, you, I own your kid. You have him on the loan. Oh my god. It's like, oh. Everything you And that's when this dude's like, well, I'm gonna fucking kill him. Yeah, oh, oh, without a doubt. Like, I mean, I think it would, like, probably at the car dealership, after he kills... Kills his friend, he's probably already yeah. like, okay, well, yep, these dudes, they're fucked. He probably, whenever he left, at that point, did he already get shorted? Like, he already was only given 89 or whatever? Like, Yes, yes, because he basically said he was fucking done. Like, he was never going to do another thing for them again because of that. Um, And that's when they were like... Because that's the point of the scene. He's like, you go until I say you're fucking done. You know, like, yeah. uh. Yeah, until you're, you're, like, you work as hard as you can until you die. Or, like, I don't know, he was just, there's nothing you can do. You are mine. crazy, like, crazy little factoid here that I know you'll dig because mm-hmm. you, you were talking him up. Robert Prosky, the guy who mm-hmm. played, played him here. First role ever. This was his first what? acting role. What the uh-huh. fuck? Michael yeah. Mann and Robert Porosky, two just guys that I guess got it on them whenever they're, they're showing like out that. for their first time. They got to make a good first impression. And uh, well, and uh, it was it was cool to think about the the influence that we spoke on about Michael uh, Michael Mann on Wes Anderson because if you'll recall, who was in Wes Anderson's first feature film in a smaller role, uh, kind of popped up for a little bit. James Con. Um, Shows up as the like sensei, uh, the 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 guy Owen Wilson wants to learn from. He's got like the little pony, and he's got the, you know. Uh, oh like, my it's... god! Wait, what? No way! Yes, oh, yes. James Con is in fact in Bottle Rocket, which this makes it his oh. makes it the fourth film we've discussed on the podcast that he is in. Um, as we discussed both Godfather and Godfather Two, 
Bottle Rocket and now this. Um, and he has a small role in Godfather 2 as he just pops up for that one scene, but... I'm not gonna lie. I guess the movies are, what, 10... Well, 15. 15 years apart. Fair enough. He's eight, he, He's got 15 years in between. Now and I was and at say, this point, he's like 40. He's looking pretty good for 40. Good, good looking 40-year-old oh, here. The chest hair, though. Boom! Whenever it came Boom. out on the beach, dude, I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't. I don't know. I just just no. Was yeah, I I've yeah. never thought a fuzzy dude was quite as attractive as James Con here. Um, it it worked. I mean, it, it worked for him. It worked for him. I did. I did. I love the pants walking in the water. Yes. Look, like yes. I, I one day I want like I want some nice. I don't know what's that material. Probably like I have no idea. Uh, linen. That sounds yeah. wrong. Um, I'm like, I don't know that you get linen wet. I like linens. Uh, true, probably don't. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I don't Anyways, know. Uh, but his vision board, you know, th- this I, it felt like kind of a trial of mm. uh, of his vision. They, they were in San Diego, I guess, after the job was yeah, done. Yeah, him and Leo, or him and uh, Barry, was that it? Yeah, yeah, him and Barry and yeah. their wives. Barry uh, fucking tackles his fucking wife at the end of that scene bro like whenever he takes out her fucking legs he like dives he dead legs her with his whole fucking body uh oh my god i mean he's like the you know it's so funny seeing the difference between the two it's like you have you have jesse and and frank who are like just taking their nice walk with their baby on the beach you know he sits down digging for some seashells gives it to his wife and and it's like you got barry it's like guys oh my god get in the water it's so awesome right now guys it's so much fun out here man then when he realizes that they're not getting in the water he's like marie he just yells his wife's name just sprints after her and she knows too because she just starts running the she other starts way running too like, bro like, oh, she blew he blew out her fucking knee tore her fucking meniscus on this one man like this man. one was bad oh, uh man. no i mean like it was cute like I, I loved the energy um and it was it was nice there's this interesting thing that this movie does where they it gives him mm. it gives him that taste of of that life right and mm-hmm come the end of the movie he starts to realize that he can't have that as long as leo and his boys are around um because he even throws whenever he sparks blows up the house blows up the bar blows up the dealership crumples up the vision board and tosses it out the Uh, window i don't know about that though i don't know why like why abandon the vision you know like I understand, like, he knows his life here is over. I think, like, the way I read it is he knows no matter what, the life that he has built here is done. Like, he's either dying himself when he goes to kill everyone, or he is going to kill everyone, and he obviously has to leave. So, like, I I feel like that. this is why he blows up his house, the cars, Mm. and all of that. And I'm like, okay, and the, the bar? He owned that bar. Um, yes, um, there. Yeah, I, and I don't think it. in an official sense. Uh, yeah. but he every time he'd visit, the, yeah. the bartender would give him like a payout. He'd be like, "Here's oh. like here's your cut." Oh, um, okay. You know, so I think it was. I think it's an unofficial capacity okay. that he owns the bar. Okay, because when he blew up the his house, I'm like, okay, and then 
Was it the bar next and then the the car? I believe so, and then the dealership yeah, after that. Yeah, because like we spoke with the the bar, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, oh man, that didn't really feel like yours, dude. I don't know. Like I was like, that, <laughs> you know, that poor bartender. I felt bad for the bartender. Um, but yeah, but, like th- that was a beautiful shot too. The bar blowing oh, up and the glass yeah. shimmering across the and screen the, and stuff. Yeah, the sound of it. I wonder if that yeah. was the natural, just slowed down sound because like there were parts where like it felt like a lot of glass hit at once or something. Mm. And it like made this crystally, uh, like even more, I don't know, shattery sound, which was pretty cool. Mm. Um, but the crumpling up of the vision board, I don't know, you know, like, like, uh, in my, that comes my... down to how you might interpret the ending here. Um, mm, yeah. Where does one do? thing I would love to believe that he kills these people, goes off, finds, jesse and her his kid and they live happily ever after mm-hmm. i think the rough reality is that he doesn't get away with triple homicide um okay and arson and all this stuff i think there's a really good chance homie goes to prison for life and that's why he threw away the vision board and he knew that he was going to hmm yeah yeah because there's no he just says Joseph, I love that that's the dude's name, uh, that, I don't know. Was he really in the movie at all before? I feel like he was mentioned. Hardly. He was there at the beginning for the first heist, and I think he kind of helps in the L.A. job, if I remember correctly, but beyond that, no. Okay, but yeah, he's just, give him 20000 for the first month, twenty five for the second month, whatever. Um, yeah, he never says, like, where they're going i guess like if he's in contact with him if he knows how to contact joseph maybe there's like he knows where they're gonna go so he can Mm -hmm. pop out but it it, i took it to mean that joseph's like deciding where they go um yeah i thought or maybe he said like you tell him where you want to go or something yeah okay yeah that's true yeah joseph Uh, will take you anywhere you want to go i think is what he says yeah because I, it felt like part of it was, if I do make it out of this alive, I can. Find I would like them to come somehow. find you. Yeah, I can find them somehow. If not, they are still set up. Right. If I if I do die, um, like he would have to leave right then and there. Like he's walking on that sidewalk. He has to go get on a plane somewhere. Yeah, but he's, he's all go. bloody and shit. You know, like he got shot in the shoulder or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I thought he was ripping his shirt off to show he had a bulletproof vest on or something like that. You know, usually that happens in movies and they're like, ugh. You know, they have to show that they have a bulletproof vest like, on for, yeah. the camera, for the camera. But obviously, if you're in that situation, you probably have a broken rib and, like, yeah. your lungs bruised. And you're like, you don't think of the moment to show everybody. Look at my bulletproof right. vest. But, yeah, yeah no bulletproof vest at all. He's just like, look at my fucking scars. Look at all this blood. I'm fucking... Yeah, I, I took that. it as sort of like a like he had to see it to believe it, almost like he okay. felt it, and he like, like oh shit, is yeah, that like oh yep, definitely like, just got oh, shot. Yep, that's um, real. Um, that that's probably actually yeah, the harsh reality. You feel the pain, but yeah, like, oh, yeah. I, I know, wants to make real. sure he didn't just get clipped, or like wants to make sure that he did just get like yeah. clipped. Yeah. Maybe it's just a you know, maybe it's just a little poop, you know, something skimmed me. Nope, okay. straight through the fucking shoulder. Um. Yeah. And I I think the tone that the last scene kind of takes on becomes really interesting because of the score, which is what I think kind of earned it a Razzie. Um, because tonally, it is quite the shift. It becomes this sort of 
exploitation vibe of a film, Roger Corman production sort of thing where, you know, it's, it's harsh, it's harshly edited mm-hmm. that, you know, we strike slow-mo and, uh, and got bunch of blood and like when Leo gets shot and it's like the squibs are Whoa. fucking leaking, bro. Too. Like it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, Leo. That's right. Oh, Leo. Oh, I was thinking about freaking. Oh, Barry. Yeah, Barry, that's yeah. that's even crazier. Yeah, yeah. Out, but Leo. Oh my god, dude. And like, Leo, like, how, like how it doesn't even like his death is as well. Like, you know? Oh. Yeah, he's like he gets shot twice. He's laying down. He's like oh, he grabs the gun and puts it back in his hand and then falls again. Like, so that's the thing is that like it. it I think it's very much so going for that seventies Roger Corman exploitation film sort of thing. Um, mm. which is an interesting way to end this movie because, you know, the more we talked about it, the more I could see how parts of it had that sort of vibe. Like, you know, the going to the, the Smith and being like, this is what I need. Can you hook me up? You know, that sort of thing. Like it's, uh, it, it has a little bit of that, but, uh, it, you know, whenever he gets shot and he falls to the ground and then it cuts back and he's on his stomach. It reminded me of that SNL skit. Mm, what, what you say? Oh my yes. God. Yes. Thank you. I, I, I felt the same exact thing. I'm like, dude, well, no fucking shot. Maybe this is where SNL got it from. You know, someone's watching this movie and they're like, dude, uh, this it, kinda, no. and, and that's because like there were, there, and it's, it's edited fine. Like, it's not like actively bad editing, but there's no like establishing shot that showed him get into that position. He's just like all of a sudden in that position. You know what I'm saying? Like when he clears yeah. the corner and shoots Leo, all they showed was the gun peeking into the room. It shows Leo come out like this. And then he's in the room fully pulling the trigger. Uh, and it's like, uh, wait, yeah, it was a weird sequence. I mean, it, yeah, definitely was it. It didn't fit the rest of the movie, really. No, it's a, it's a bold swing. And Fred, I, 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 you know, I, I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's a. It's not a great ending to a great movie. It's a fine ending to a great movie, though. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a. I mean, you're blowing shit up. Mm-hmm. You're killing people. Everything else, even though it was criminal and illegal. It was not murder and blowing up shit, you know, like this is that this was is the other thing that made me think that might be why he throws away the vision board is because he's no long. He's about to become someone who yeah. doesn't do that, you know, like it's this once because little... I know he says he caught a manslaughter beef, but like literally within the confines of manslaughter is that you did not mean to kill someone. You happened to kill mm-hmm. someone. Um wasn't this guy is out to, is is out to commit first degree murder. You know, yeah. like he is he's is, he's is planning to kill these people and is going to kill these people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe there's something in him that feels violence. like he needs to separate himself from Jesse and his kid so that mm-hmm. they can yeah. live yeah. without him, you know? Um Ooh. Okay. Maybe yeah. there's this sort of thing where like he knows he's about to do something he'll never be able to forgive himself for and therefore he knows they won't forgive him for it either. Like there's, there's a lot of interesting ways because it's a pretty open ending. You know, he's, he's out from under the thumb of Leo, but where does he go from there? I I mean, 
Greg? He... I was I was more of thinking it was just like a fail safe no matter what you know like he he left her in a very like not like very me you know like get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. get the kid go here I like I don't it I, I, it's this isn't how it was gonna turn out like I think he he did that to make Jesse more comfortable if it didn't yeah. go right you know it's like well at, at least he was an asshole you know or whatever yeah. um so it's it's fine but. Maybe, like, maybe there is some, like, he's actually just breaking it off. Like, he knows, like, there is no shot. I I do. Yeah, there is no coming back from this, sort of. Because I I think that's something that he spends a lot of time concerning himself with, is that, like, uh, he cares about the people he loves' perception of him, Mm. you know, and how do you how do you come back from this almost and i think that maybe i like to think that he goes and tries to find them mm-hmm. and that's the tone the ending is going for that's why it's all of a sudden really elevated and exploitationy it's like okay we're he's the, the last action hero sort of thing like yeah. he's doing he's doing the thing to get it done and he's going to go live the life he wants but tonally doesn't feel so. like that's the case him, him throwing the vision board down, I think, kind of seals the deal there. Yeah, I think I do he, too. He kind of knew this was the end. Um, man, yeah. Unless he did have some. Was Barry like? Wasn't there one other friend that he had, maybe other than Joseph, that was that he did some jobs with? May I don't know, like, because there were those guys that like tried to hijack their job or whatever that like were they the police or were they just yeah. like at, or they were just the police they were police or, officers who wanted to be who wanted to be paid off so that they did not arrest him but he knew that they don't have anything to arrest him for they don't have any proof so he didn't do anything about it. that's another wait. wonderful part of this movie uh the guy who plays Yurizi um uh-huh. john santucci one of the consultants on this film and a former thief um okay yeah. wow very Incredible. cool so like um, the people who were chasing him like have the beeper on his car the tracker on his car whatever yes those are just cops, cops. They, like they're doing their best to get his ass yeah you know wow. and he's sending them off to fucking des moines I, iowa that was incredible that's that was like, oh, stop, you're going to, you know, stop, he's going to see us, uh, if we're yeah. going to see us following him, and it's like, he just drops it in the luggage, like, what a fucking That's dude. some G shit. That's no, like, ass. that's the thing, is that, like, it's fascinating what this movie has for, like, cops, is is really funny, you know, like, uh, they're complete dumbasses, they want to be cut in, the only reason that they don't arrest him is out of the hopes that they get cut in and once he's officially like fuck you guys they're like well let's take him down you know like that's uh so it's yeah. <laughs> wow oh man yeah driving without sucked. a taillight asshole and they smash it you know uh yeah those guys sucked yeah fuck uh, those guys but yeah i guess he has no one there's like no one left there for him at all he 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 have any money? Like where he did he four hundred and ten thousand dollars? I have the feeling that's all the money he had. Yeah, like, I set them up with it. I don't think he has 
anything left. That's why I'm like, I think, like, I would, I would love to think he's going to find them and that's it, but there's a decent chance because he's kind of walking into this void almost that maybe he's resigned himself the way that Okla had earlier in the movie, you know? He's out from under the thumb of these people and he's ready to die, oh, shit. you know? Remember the story in the diner when he was like, um, like you just gotta not give a fuck or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I, I was void of everything, basically. Mm-hmm. You um, can't be I afraid. Walked, I walked into that yard and I thought it was over, but nothing happened. Mm-hmm. It was like nothing happened. Um, maybe it's like another one of that those moments for him where he's like, I'm resigning myself to nothing. I'm losing everything. I'm void. Whatever happens just happens like he's he's in zero fucks mode right now um and that's that's why the vision board had to go that's why everything just had to go it's like no i i don't give any fucks whatever whatever happens happens i'm gonna kill these guys and if i walk out of it i walk out of it if i don't i don't and uh i mean because where's he going he's shot in the shoulder he goes to the to the hospital they're gonna be like hmm uh your house and your two, well, one official business and one just random business. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all blew up in the same night. Interesting. And now you're in the hospital, shot With after a gunshot all- wound in your fucking chest. Um, a, a triple homicide um, as well occurred th- that night. Yeah, so I think I think bro did what had to be done, set his the love of his life and his child up, and that was it, you know? Um, yeah. Wow. He understands the, uh, the cycle, you know, death is part of it. And was he on the vision board at all? Now that I think about it, I think, was it like, cause I don't even remember whenever he said like, this is you on the vision board. I don't even remember seeing like a girl. I just remember seeing Oakla's face. That was very prominent. Yeah, Oakland was pretty prominent. Let's um, see. Thief vision board. Okay. Wow, that didn't pop up. Uh, maybe Frank's vision board will do it. There it is. Um, okay, there's the black Cadillac. That's one of them. That's awesome. His car. He's already got it. Uh, Okla. I mean, it it looks like there's, I mean, there's skulls, a baby, like a daughter holding, oh, maybe that's a mother holding us a baby. It kind of looks more of like a young girl holding a baby, though. Um, and just a couple other kids. Doesn't really look like there's... Oh, there's one adult girl. Okay. Yeah, I see it now. In a wedding, kind of very nicely dressed in the middle of the vision board. Uh, maybe that's that's what he points to there. Yeah, it's like a family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, maybe maybe that's it. But um, A house, a car, a family. Doesn't really know. look like he's in there, though. I don't see him in there anywhere. A lot of daughter, yeah. son, mother... Uh, so maybe that that he knew this. Maybe he's yeah. There's like, a little bit of a foreshadowing there that he's not a part of the mm-hmm. future he's setting up for his family. You know, because yeah. um, I mean, he it seemed that he gave them everything. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, if, he did. If I guess he 
he was hoping to get $810,000, and that was like, yup, I'm good forever. Like, if you already had 400000 in the bank, you know, and you're about to get 800000 like... Making yourself a, a millionaire and money, getting the you know, fuck out, yeah, yeah. You're about to double your money, um, or I guess triple your money, uh, technically. But, yeah, that's 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 pretty good. I'd say you could could do pretty well, but... Man, yeah, I, in my head, I instantly headcanoned that he flew to wherever they were, but yeah. no, I, don't I don't think, think he did. No, I don't think that's Which the sucks. Case. Which sucks, but man, yeah. it's a good fucking movie. Is there, uh, is there anything else we have to talk about, or are we, uh, are we ready for a rating here? Might be the only thing if you haven't said your, I don't, I don't know if you, if you did. I don't think I've said mine. But, uh, I, I, it was between the alleyway um and the, all the fire escapes and rain it just started at the top of the buildings mm. slowly the went down and yeah yeah slowly went down you saw the rain fall all the fire escapes and then like it got down to the street level and then frank just like walks into frame and like gets in his car or something i think that's yeah. literally all that happens yeah um but i thought it was just really beautiful it was between that and uh i don't know when it is it's frank's driving i think it's more near the end of the movie um but it's just on the street. It's just the hood of his Cadillac driving down like a street with a bunch of bright lights. Oh yeah, right. and it's just yeah. I remember seeing that, it's and it's like the yeah. front of the hoods at the top of the screen, and the roads moving at the yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It like it just his hood. It was like it was just really cool. I don't know. I mm. I, I thought like it just why not? You know, like it was that's that's like kind of the whole movie was like a lot of things that didn't need to be a visual dope fucking insert shots, man. Whenever they're recording the system for the alarm and he sets up the, like sets up the recorder and it's just a shot of the recorder for a second. Everything else is blurred out like fucking awesome, you know? And that's, that's one of those things that I was like, Wes, you know, I was like, Wes, Wes Anderson oh. fucking loved that. Mexico, um, where it, he starts walking down the stairs. It just mm-hmm. keeps that shot of like yeah. just all the way down the stairwell, yep. and you just see him going down. There's a shot like that in The Killer, literally last yeah. week. I um, got some. Killer, I did get some killer vibes. Yeah, um, very, very. I mean, I think the color palette. Fincher was like, "This is what I'm gonna do." Mm. You know, sewer yeah. green, this weird. Blue, moody blue and piss yellow. There's no, not I a lot of piss yellow in this, but there's I a lot even, of sewer green. I even get some after hours vibes a little bit. Like uh just what a crazy fucking sequence of events that happens. It's just on one thing to the next in the city, you know, nighttime um vibes to it. Mm. But yeah, I know this I don't know. I, I really I'm coming away from this one very, very pleased. Yeah, I ended up going with a, uh, it's, it's cool that you picked the lights reflecting off of the hood of the Cadillac because mine is very similar, different setting, but very similar. Uh, it's when he's burning the dealership to the ground. Um, and he set a car on fire and he walks into his car. It's right before he throws the vision board out. Okay. Um, and he's sitting in the driver's seat. All the lights at the dealership are reflecting off like the, oh. the top of the car, the hood of the car. Yes. There's yes, flames man. right there. Uh, like, fucking gorgeous dude like i i was blown away by the visual prowess of this movie uh and michael mann one of one of the more talented visual filmmakers which is why like judging by what i have seen 
uh, specifically yeah. in this in Heat. Collateral, I don't recall being blown away by the visuals in that movie, but I'm, I'm encouraged to see what Manhunter is all about next week. Mm. But uh, yeah, are we are we ready for a rating on this bad boy? Oh, oh, I I think so. I think we've we have covered it all by now. So yeah, enjoyment is interesting. I think like it's it's going to do very very well critically. Uh, but I don't mm. enjoyment. It, it, it's I mean I'm I'm riveted the whole time. Like I'm like I'm in it. Yeah, um, but there's no like emotional like. Yeah, I'm never crying. You know, like I don't I don't get to that. I don't get to that point. But I I do care. You know, I definitely care. There's not like a like ah, I yeah. just don't give a shit about these characters. Like I I want them to be. I want everything to work out. You know. Um, yeah, I'm, I even though I know Frank is is not the best guy, I'm still rooting for him, and it's like oh, yeah. I feel I feel that he he like deep down wants to be a, you know a good guy, and, and yeah, he, for sure, um, he, he wants to get out, it, and it's you know that classic trope of of a thief that uh just it's it, I, I, I promise yeah this is the last job. Um, oh, dude, you're gonna yeah. fucking love Heat. Like Ooh. Heat is the spirit sequel to this movie, like oh, so awesome. completely. I'm ready um, for that then. Um, yeah, that'll be that'll be fun. But I mean, and that one's man, got no, Al Pacino just... and Bob De Niro and Val Kilmer. Like that's a fucking okay, okay, yeah, yeah. But no, this this one's starting off with a bang for Michael Mann for me. I was uh, very pleased. Uh, very little expectations, um, and and he set the bar pretty high here on at the at the at the start. So, um, I think, I don't know. I don't know what to compare this to for enjoyment. Um, maybe like. Maybe the killer. Okay. Very, yeah. Very, you know, you mentioned after hours a little bit. There's something Uh, there. There's an 875. Um, Okay. Um, the rat catcher. (laughs) Also in a a short, kind of a little different, but. Um, Rushmore's an eight seven five. Okay, I think I, I might be there, um, because like the, the visuals of it are enough, like enough to boost the enjoyment category, like a bit mm. for, for not necessarily having that emotional impact. Um, I think I think eight seven five is fair. I, I think I, I think that's about where I fall. You know, I, th- I I I truly think the killer is probably our best comparison to this movie. Uh. Like a ton of visual prowess, um, I think even narratively, this is obviously tighter and more, uh, mm. more, like you know, more just just in general. Yeah. Um, you know, the yeah. killer gives us that epilogue where it's like, and he did go home, and he did he did live out his life with the with the with the family he he has, and yeah. you know, so like we were wanting more of the relationship between you know in the killer mm. we're like man show us a little bit more more and of they, that that's what this one provides for us you know here. it gives yeah, us yeah. it gives us the real life stuff um a lot of other relationships as well relationship yes. with with leo a relationship with uh, an actual and or bernie an actual character have having interactions yeah. with other people not being <laughs> resorted that's to a so solitude cool. and dealing with himself yeah. the whole fucking time exactly um I guess one is killing and one is stealing. So yeah, very big difference. Very and big also, difference. I love how he's like, I only steal cash and diamonds. Diamonds. It's like Ice. the dumbest. It's the dumbest thing to me ever. Uh, carbon is the most abundant material we have. 
uh, we're made of carbon. You can put your, you can smash your own body into a diamond if you want. Like we have enough carbon to do so. And like there, it's, it's not that diamonds are rare. Uh, that makes them expensive. Mm-hmm. It is literally there is a monopoly over diamonds where a company, I think like one or two companies, like control the complete distribution of diamonds. They only allow a certain amount to go out at a time. And that's the only reason that they are expensive. Like they do look pretty. Well, sure. it's also an extremely, uh, extremely profitable industry because they don't pay anything to have diamond mines explored. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. basically it's probably one of amongst the most unethical it's insane industries like, in i will gladly put that on my finger until the day i die and that kind of yeah. boggles my mind like i do yeah. want to i do want a nice looking ring um for for whoever i get with um but like me just give me just a straight up gold like band. band gold just, bands are dope man i love a gold band but um, yeah, nah. That's there. why I fuck with. That's why I fucked with Frank though. Is that he was like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna steal the shit," you know? Uh, and these two guys' jobs that are fucking sitting up there, just guarding. Like, that's what is that their job? Literally, they're yep. even. They have so much money that they're like, "Yeah, we can pay two security guards to actually live like millionaires." Basically, you know, like the fuck, like yeah. Um, so crazy. yeah, dope. Frank is cool. Frank is Frank chill. is cool. Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, no cowboy shit. I'm not, he's I'm like, not, a, he's like a better Jordan Belfort. You know what I'm saying? He steals from the yes. rich and gives to himself. Yes, um, exactly. Oh my God. And he, he's not even in it for the long haul. He's in it to set up some other people. Look at exactly. him. Exactly. No, like oh. he's an actually loving husband and a caring father. He's, he is like Jordan Belfort is like the evil Frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's insane. This movie has like subtle ins- like inspirations in a lot of different things. It's kind of mm. nuts. Like uh, seeing no, it. I think I, quality I wise, this is an astonishingly it's, good yeah. movie, man. It's like a chain um, of inspiration, you know. Like you mm. saw, like you see some Batman stuff, but that was inspired by like Seven and Fincher. Yeah, Fincher. And, like, Fight Fincher Club, was and, like, evidently and then, inspired by this. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, which is which is really cool. And then the killer. Um, coming out like even has f- feels like there's some some inspiration there. Um, Fight Club, I feel like you know, like there mm-hmm. I, vibes mm-hmm. from like a lot. Of I think Fincher's things. visual palette is just so influenced by Michael Mann and specifically this movie. Like it's absurd. Yeah, uh, this was awesome. What a great! I don't and the stories even... he the, the stories he sets out to tell. Like he he was, makes he, stories he, about criminals and about like uh and. There was a fun tweet the other day that was like, uh, what is a, (laughs) in a director's filmography, what is one title of one of their movies that could apply to all of their movies? And someone pointed out that Michael Mann's Heat could apply to every Michael Mann movie. You could put that over any Michael Mann movie and it makes sense. Um, And it's very, very true. You know what is Wes's movie like that? Wes, that's a little bit more complicated. You know, because that was the thing is that it was like what filmmaker has that? It wasn't like oh, every filmmaker has yeah, that. It was true. like it would be very uh, difficult. Um, someone pointed out that Tarantino's Pulp Fiction has a little bit of that. Um, and I, I can like see that to an extent, but Pulp Fiction. Okay, that's okay. Um. 
But yeah, no, I was like, yeah, Michael Mann's heat could apply to every single Michael Mann movie that I've seen anyway, and it would it would track. Um, I have, I don't, yeah, I had all these movies messed up for some reason. I had the order way off. Um, I didn't even have Miami Vice up in here. Um, what? There, okay. Manhunter, Miami Vice, Heat, Collateral. Manhunter, Heat, Collateral, Miami Vice. Okay. Wow. Miami Vice will be the last one we cover I before had it wrong on the calendar and the Excel sheet. Ah. Um, hold on. One more time to confirm. Manhunter, Manhunter Heat, 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 Collateral, Miami Vice, Ferrari. Wow. Um, yeah, th- th- this is how unknowing I am of this Michael Mann selection of movies. Like, I didn't even know which ones came first or what order we were going in. So, yeah, and um, I think it's funny that we're doing Miami Vice as like the last one before Ferrari. That came out in like 06. He's had several movies since then. Uh, okay. Hey. But uh, I, I like the, the vibes of Miami Vice. Sorry. I feel like uh, I would have liked that movie. I, I, I'm going to. Mm. No, yeah, like I. It's interesting so. that this is the set of movies we've chosen for our anticipation of Ferrari. It feels like Ferrari, he's taken like a big swing that's a little bit outside his comfort zone and not exactly okay. the sort of story he usually tells. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. But uh, yeah. critically, how are we feeling about this movie? Is this is is this a, it's, it's above a nine for me. Yeah, I think he was better um, made than The Killer. And like you go there, nine to five, there's the social network. Mm-hmm. Um, casino. Uh, I think it's finding ooh, its company like a little bit more there. Yeah. Um, Dunkirk. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Moonrise Kingdom. Nine yeah. five. Let's see. Could it? Could it elevate to an Oppenheimer? Could it elevate to a Little Women? <laughs> there's a big. I feel like there's a leap between two five and five for us there. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it's quite an Oppenheimer or a Little Women. I also uh, think Oppenheimer in retrospect I'd throw probably it at a nine seven five. five. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um I gotta oh I, I've been itching. Because we did that I after have... the first viewing and then I watched yeah. it again. And now I desperately want to watch it a third time as soon as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And then probably a fourth time as soon as I possibly can after that. You know what I'm saying? No one has um, that magnetic uh that's what's crazy is I talked I talked a lot during that spotlight about how I wasn't a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Mm. The further removed we are from it, the more I'm like, God damn, I like him, you and know. It, and it has been growing so much for me. Interstellar was already there, and I'm like, yeah, I already right. love Prestige. Um, so like a lot of these, I'm like, I already fuck with Nolan. Um, and then every movie I watched, I'm like, damn, this dude just fucking. Well, that's what's crazy is Oppenheimer really just redefined that dude's filmography for me. Like, I mm-hmm. thought, like, no doubt, Interstellar, Dark Knight, one, two. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer can be three. I am, as of this fucking moment, certain that my number one Nolan film is Oppenheimer. And I have mm-hmm. no doubt about that. I, awesome. I, I have no doubt about that. Um, yeah. But oh. this is Michael Mann. And I do yes. think that 925 is suitable for the for Thief, if that is where you're comfortable coming down at. Oh. I like it. Uh, it's in it's in very respectable company with the social network. Uh, very very well made. Dunkirk, another one that is just visually and just incredibly well done. I feel like uh, that it's it's in very very correct company. 
So yeah, that like ends that. up shaking out to the exact same rating as Casino with the exact Ooh. same metrics there, eight seven five and a nine two five. Um, yeah, I dig that. I think that's a it's a good it's a good pairing there. You know, good old um, IMDb gives it a seven four. Um, interesting. And uh, on the Rotten Tomato meter, eighty percent critically and eighty one percent audience score. So pretty even there. I think the most Among impressive them. thing here would be its letterboxed at a four point one. Uh, if you're going north of four, if you're going north mm-hmm. of four on letterboxed, you're doing mm-hmm. pretty fucking good. I gave it a four and a half. And a like. I think I did as well. Yes, I gave I it a four did. and a half as well. Yeah, I, the like is always interesting to me. I don't. It's like uh, I don't know when to hit it. Like it does. I don't know when the situation is right to not hit it. Really, that's my uh, thing. I I use the like function automatically on Letterboxd. Like the movie has to be god fucking <laughs> awful. For me to go, yeah. I did not like this. You know, yeah. like I like for me to not hit the heart on Letterboxd, I have to have actively regretted watching the movie. Like I have to be like, I wasted hours of my life, and I cannot remember the last time I didn't hit the like button on Letterboxd. Let's see um, if I can find it. Okay. Um, well, I don't have many movies, and I was scrolling down, and I've hit it on every single one. I thought Barbie didn't have one, but Letterboxd just made the heart pink. Uh, for mm. Barbie, um, I did not hit it for the Flash. I guess um, that might X, might be purposeful as well. X and Apocalypse. I feel like I just forgot to hit it. That was my second ever entry. Oh, never mind. I have another page. Oh, and oh, Ant Man Quantum Mania didn't get it. Uh oh. Yeah, I guess I, I I don't think I was used. Oh, Morbius. Zero stars. No like. Uh, that okay. was actually true. The last, the last movie I did not hit <laughs> the like button on, and this is this is July twenty fifth, twenty twenty three. So we are, wow, we are four months removed, and I watch an ungodly amount of movies. This is probably <laughs> this is probably over a hundred movies ago. Um, it was Bus Stop, uh, from nineteen fifty six, starring Marilyn Monroe. Um, oh, wow, is that a true? Is that a, a true no like? I meant that. I also gave it a two star rating. It was okay. a, it was oh, a bad movie, dude. mostly because it just had a really horrendous message. Um, hmm. It was in a time whenever, like, I'll re- I'll read the review I gave for it here. There's a very valuable lesson in here for men. If you see a woman you'd like to marry upon first sight, simply kidnap her and tell her that you're taking her back to Montana to wed. When she becomes obviously frightened and uncomfortable, just keep kidnapping her. But when other people finally begin to tell you you're wrong, something they've been oddly hesitant to tell you before, fist fight that person who told you you're wrong. Get your ass kicked and then humbly apologize to the woman you kidnapped. She'll come back to Montana and marry you for sure. That's the idea, is that this man just kept kidnapping this woman. She was very not a fan. He gets his ass kicked and she's like, He's like, I'm so sorry that I did that. I realize now I shouldn't have done that. And she's like, you know what? It's okay. Let's go get married. Bye. Wow. Yeah, no. Terrible fucking movie. Terrible fucking concept. Uh, but Marilyn Monroe rocks. I love Marilyn Monroe. Um, wow. That's incredible. That's actually insane that that exists. Um, yep. 1956, so- baby. A different time. Yeah. And I'd be willing to bet the last one I didn't hit the like button for before that was probably Catwoman. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I don't even know if I have that logged. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't really. I'm. I did for. I do forget a lot of times to log movies. I've been trying to get better. Um. Yeah, it doesn't look like I have Catwoman, but the first movie I ever logged was The Batman, um, on mm. March fourth, two thousand twenty-two. So even when did that yeah, come that's, out? That's like, when you would have seen it in theaters. Oh, it did come out March. Yep. Okay, so that's when I started my letterbox career. Yep, and the last one was May, May 3rd, 2023, Catwoman. One and a half stars. Even less than Bus Stop with nice. that premise. Nice. Um, that's, yeah, Catwoman was just rough, but okay. Yeah. No, I, and I am just a overwhelmingly positive Letterboxd user. So yeah. if I give something a bad rating, it is a fucking terrible movie. That's just yeah, uh, if something gets below up. three stars for me, it's got to do something wrong. It's got to be pretty fucking bad or pretty right. unenjoyable. Um, but even movies that are really well done, like if a movie is well done, it's pretty much automatically getting a four. Yeah, you know, I I'm rarely like, a, th- a three and a half. That's like already pretty like yeah. pretty bad. I gave Shazam: Fury of the Gods a three and a half. Three and a half's a pretty pop, like a popular rating for me. I use that quite a bit for movies that are just kind of middling. Yeah. Blade Trinity got a three and a half. The Tomorrow War got a three and a half. Let's see. Dawn of the Dead got a three and a half. The Zack Snyder one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of three and a halves. But Okay. Yeah. Now this is certainly not a three and a half. This is a nine out of ten, baby. This is uh this is a near perfect movie. I fucking love this movie. Um, oh, yeah. And I, I, I won't soon tire of watching it. I think that this was my second viewing. Sure as shit won't be my last if I had to wager. Um, yeah, I liked this a whole lot. And I cannot wait to continue forth with Michael Mann next week with Manhunter. I'm very excited for that. Oh, yeah. Super excited. Manhunter. Um, I don't really even... Oh, wait. Is this the... Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter, Lecter movie. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That is all I know. And I don't even know anything about Hannibal Lecter, really. Even yeah, Brian Cox plays Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter. I know that yeah. he's a cannibal named Hannibal. Which makes oh, I thought, I thought you were about to say Brian Cox was a known cannibal in real life. Oh, no, yeah, sorry. Social Network probably gave you a precedent for me actually like, mentioning another one? Cannibals. I'm like, what is um, up with these actors? What is nope, going on? Nope, that was just there? Army Hammer, as far as I know. Okay, um, that's good. Uh, I'd rather but, keep uh, it limited. But yeah, no, Brian Cox, by all accounts, seems fine. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, I know, know nothing at, uh, other than the movie poster looking a little comic, comic-y. Yeah, and, I like it. I like it a lot. So, but yeah, with that, we'll conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash pennybloompod where you'll find over 50 hours of exclusive content, all sorts of book reviews, movie reviews, comic book reviews, and the like. Uh, recently, a High Republic novel was published for the Star Wars universe, uh, The Eye of Darkness, and I'm sure that as soon as I finish that, I'll be writing a review, and that is where it'll go up. Um, I wrote a review for the Marvels a couple weeks back. Um, we're going to we're going to see Napoleon. We might have oh, yeah. just seen Napoleon, or is that um, next week? Man, uh, Hunter, Thief. Is it next Monday that we're seeing it in real life? The twenty. 20- it'll be the Monday after that. Is it the so it's the twenty seventh? Then that yeah, is that's when, when we're Man, seeing. That's when Manhunter releases that. Ah, uh, okay. So next week, I'm going to see. We're going to see Napoleon, and we'll either do a Patreon discussion about it, or I'll write a review for it. 
Um, and there we will, you know, you get, you get that content. It won't be available on this, on this show. So for $3 a month, you can get the audio recording for $1.50. You can get the written content, which is also included in the $3 tier. And that means a lot, helps me a lot because the podcast costs me money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. Head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast, follow on Letterboxd at Penny Bloom Pod. We made a nice little list of every movie we have ever covered, and this one will have been added to that list today. So go ahead and check that out. It's been fun adding that, adding a little blurb, adding the link to it and everything. It's very satisfying. I'm I'm very happy to do it every time we have an episode come out about a movie. But uh yeah, it's been a great deal of fun. Um so that's over there. Um, remember to leave a five star rate and review wherever you might be listening and to continue downloading. Uh, been a good ass year. Looking forward to some more, to some more downloads in the future. Um, yeah, come back next week for Manhunter. We are continuing our Game of Thrones rewatch podcast next week as well with season six, episode three, four, episode four. This week was episode three. Um, sorry, we're yeah. recording in advance and sometimes it's hard to say. Um, mm-hmm. but our comic book movie project continues this Friday with an absolute shitter. Let's go. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Cannot wait for that. Um, in fact, we'll probably, I'll probably have to watch that as the first thing I watch after a thief. So it's automatically coming off of a, uh, it's, Let's it's, go. it's, it's not plus, and it's already terrible. So another first watch. I think that's the only thing I could say in common with this with Thief. Uh, for there you go, board. another first watch. So, um, this yeah. uh, for me, it'll be another second watch. So there you go. Uh, I I've only watched that movie once as well, but uh, yeah. See so. if there's anything else in common. Who knows? Maybe I fuck with the soundtrack. And uh, who knows? Maybe I, James Con is in it. Um, uh, no, I don't know. No way, Probably right? not. I don't think so. I was gonna say. Uh, I gotta know for sure now, but but uh, uh, Leev Hyber in it. Cool. Um, Ryan Reynolds, yeah. Deadpool yep. is in it. Um, yep. No, doesn't Will I Am? Yeah, Will um, I Am? Is, yeah. Um, doesn't look like James Con um is in there. Damn shame. Uh, Damn shame. James Max Collins just kind of made every movie he was in. Elf Elf wouldn't have been the same without James Con. Um. Mm. Wow. But yeah. He's an elf. With that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. It is always a pleasure to be here, my friend. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And yes, he is an elf. He's Buddy's dad. He's the uh mm-hmm. yes. he's the father. Now it now uh it clicks for me. I'm more of a polar express. Go There's a guy. bunch of stuff. Oh. Um mm-hmm. but yeah. But uh all right. With that Peace, love, and bloom. And, hmm. Hadn't nailed down a quote that I was going to do, and now the IMDb page won't load on my phone, so I'm stalling, you know? Hmm. Peace, love, and bloom. And I have run out of time. I have lost it all. So I can't work fast enough to catch up. I can't run fast enough to catch up. And the only thing that catches me up is doing my magic act.